this week we're talking all about being a woman in a man's world. We go from talking about building toilets in the same surface area between men and women and how that looks great on the surface, but actually isn't equal when we go into the detail. We look at politics, workplaces, how coronavirus is affecting the capitalist view that we have within the world, and many, many things in between. So it's just a really kind of meaty conversation um, about the the whole being a woman in a patriarchy and please note there is a little bit of swearing in this um, just to warn you so have a little listen welcome to free and figuring it out a weekly podcast hosted by two brits sherelle griffith and verity brown on a mission to support empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient successful and seen Hi guys and welcome to this next episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Um, Today we have decided to focus on a subject that I think has kind of run through lots of other episodes that we've done um, but seems to be at the minute something that we keep talking about um, together um, especially for me and that's kind of like being a woman in a man's world and we just want to discuss all the different areas where we really feel being a woman in the world that we live in today is either seen as a disadvantage or a negative or it's just more challenging. So we're just going to go through a few kind of pieces of information that we've come across and discuss them um, and yeah, really kind of delve deep into what it means and if things are changing. So, Sherelle... Um, I think things are changing I do think things are changing but I do think that obviously the structure of the western world it has been made by men and therefore women are trying to fit into it and we're trying to do our best to succeed within it yeah and that can be really hard and I think a lot of the work I do with women sometimes it is this thing and I know you particularly I think you feel it more than me when you have lots of conversations about like like energy and like trying to this whole thing about a masculine structure and how can you be feminine and still work within that and how can you use your strengths to and also when it comes to succeeding because that's the biggest thing is you know we are both talking about this from a very like ambitious driven woman's mentality and being like how do we compete because that is how it feels sometimes Mm, yeah and I think um I think even having this conversation is something that maybe a few years ago I would have thought oh no we can't talk about that because people will think like we're feminists who want equality and that's not how we're meant to be as women or you know this is this is how like ingrained it was in my mind that this is just the way of the world I never questioned it I never queried it and I think something that was said by Natasha, the expert that that came on the podcast was, you know, be curious, like start asking questions, like start trying to understand your own opinions rather than just going, yes, yes, yes. And, or be open to your opinion changing if, if that serves you better. And I think that's kind of a bit of a journey that I've been on in that I have kind of 
let so many things happen that I look back now and I think, why did I let that happen? And it was because if I'd have said something, if I'd have spoken up, if I'd have pointed something out, I would have been seen as the angry woman or the irrational woman or, you know, oh, she's upset. She just needs to calm down or, oh, she may be premenstrual. And they may be just things in my head that I've built to myself or they may have been reactions that people would have had. But I think they were the things that stopped me from exploring a bit more and questioning things. Um, and I think now I still feel like people will think that of me, but I just feel more within my power to question it. And I kind of feel like, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm just, people are going to judge me anyway. I am yes. a bisexual in a lesbian relationship. I'm a vegan and I have an undercut haircut and people are going to make their own judgment of me that I'm probably am angry and a feminist and don't shave my armpits or whatever, which I do. I hate hairy armpits but anyway. <laughs> but you know, I, th- I kind of think, well, if people are going to judge me negatively anyway, I may as well be that angry feminist that I feel inside. So I kind of feel like I've, it's weird and it makes me sad that I'm, you know, that I feel this now, but I kind of feel like I've owned that power within myself to be a bit more true in this like patriarchal world, really. Yeah, it's interesting you're saying that now you feel all the power to like say it. And I think the point you made before though about being judged, which is we are judged regardless. Mm. So you might as well speak your truth and get judged on something you really believe and just be judged mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, I think I think that is true. And there's a fear about judgment, isn't there? Especially if it's people judging you for something you aren't and that having a negative connotation. But I think maybe and we've spoken about age a little bit before, haven't we? Maybe it comes with age. Maybe the older you get, the more you just stop worrying about what other people say about you and, and you you try and be truer to yourself. And it's not easy and it's not it's not being brave and it's not being, you know, any of, of those kind of championing words. It's just being true. It's just being you. And sometimes that can be the hardest thing to be. And that's really sad, but it's, it's the reality of it. Um, and I think I've had my own little battles recently where I feel that, being a woman has I've been treated differently um in a professional point of view than I would have done if I was a man Mm -hmm. and that has varied from like not being paid for work and having to chase and chase and then made to feel like I was nagging because I was chasing for a payment that was like six weeks late and it was like most of my income and you know rather than Go on, Shirley. I know you want to say something about that. Yeah, I want to say something just because I know there could be plenty of people that are like freelancers that are listening. And Mm. I've heard so much before about this idea about women being seen as nags when they're chasing their invoices. And uh, I can't remember who it was. I read a book once that basically said you should, even if you do not have like a VA or anything like that, you should just make another email account and you call that person Dave <laughs> and she was like this is Dave that looks after my finances like he's my accountant he's, he's my bookkeeper he checks after everything because this person said when that happened she got paid I love that 
and that's but it's also I'm going to swear in this episode fucking awful that that's had to happen yeah um but I do I can see why that happens you know like I've been back and forth like I hope you're okay um just wondering if, if you know when I'm I'm going to get the money that I'm fucking owed for the work I did mm-hmm. you know it's I didn't say that last bit but that's how I feel inside and it's just I'm like I just I'm just sick of it and then I and then I keep thinking and and I just need to say right now I love men I adore men we need men in our lives even though I'm with a woman I have amazing men in my life and I absolutely adore men and this isn't a bashing or anything this is about us finding equality so this isn't in any way about that and I just want to make that really clear but I just feel sometimes as a woman, men feel that they have a bit more of a hold on me. And um, and then I've had similar experiences in some other work where I've just been made to feel completely and utterly worthless. And I just keep asking myself, would would a man have experienced the same thing? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to know that. Sometimes it's easy, like when you see some of the more feisty celebrities like Keira Knightley or Emma Watson or... Um, Jennifer Lawrence and even I shouldn't have said feisty because I'm doing it myself aren't I but anyway it's done and we're all on a a learning curve with this but you know when someone says like um, oh like you know are you thinking of having children and will that affect your filming and they just go would you have asked that to a man if I was a male actor sat here right now and you know 100% they wouldn't they would not but then situations that we have in our day-to-day sometimes you don't know if they would have treated a man differently and that's and then that's where we come back to this female like submission of like oh well maybe they would treat a man differently and maybe I'm being irrational or whatever and it's just this constant thing in your head isn't it you're going around in circles and it's as you said it's really hard to know because you Mm. you don't know what questions would get asked to a man so it's really hard to judge it when you were talking about like chasing your invoices and just feeling as if you're like a nag like I've had similar issues that totally aren't related to work which is because I've been having issues with my flat and virtually every single person I've been speaking to either from an insurance perspective or like with the builders and all these things were all men and I'd be like explaining the situation and then people would come to visit my flat and would be like oh my gosh it's so much worse like than I'd imagine and I in my head the whole time I've been having these conversations I've been thinking to myself no one's taking me seriously mm. like, this is a real serious issue I've had in my flat and no one's been taking me seriously and then when men come out and then literally say to me oh yeah it's way worse than I thought I'm like so you weren't taking me seriously like yeah you, you was believing that I was overreacting or being dramatic when I absolutely was telling the truth about the situation and that is really difficult and I especially like that is another area outside of work I think women do really struggle like because it's such a man's world in terms of like buildings and construction and like I don't know the answer to a plumbing question like I'm not gonna lie I don't have that bit of knowledge but you know when you feel especially when it's older men as well and I think that's the thing sometimes Mm. it's age and a gender thing that I've just felt like people have been absolutely dismissive of me because they're like oh she's just a young woman and it has been really really frustrating and I you know I have wished I'd been in a situation where I'm like, I just could have had a man to turn up to be there so that I knew stuff would have just got done and people wouldn't have just been basically fobbing me off yeah it angers oh it angers me so much especially you know be you're a woman on your own and you're you're just doing your best to get through a really crappy situation and then to not be taken seriously and knowing if like 
you had a husband and he was there and he got on the phone it probably would have been listened to better (laughs) and sorted quicker and it's just so frustrating that so frustrating I'm sure there's so many women listening just being able to relate to that and I think yeah I mean I've mentioned this book so many times in recent episodes but it's because it's got really under my skin um but I have been reading a book called Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez and basically it's about the data bias um so kind of in layman's terms it's the fact that all the information and data we have on so many different areas in our lives is very much dominated either from a male perspective or it's um, kind of analyzed by men so they ignore the maybe really significant bits in that data because they don't think it's important because it's not important to them because they're a man and so it's been a really interesting read highly recommend it um but a few of the things that have come up uh within that one thing that was really like struck me like kind of on an emotional level was um that the way that they um test cars when they crash you know with the the dummies that they use they're either a adult male or a child um there there aren't women dummies so when I had my really bad car crashed in 2015 my partner who was a male was driving and I was sat in the seat next to him and it was actually his side that got hit the worst so like a car came into us at 60 miles an hour at the back and it was his side that was crushed he couldn't get out of his side I could and he did not have a single scratch I had, I've got permanent scar tissue to my lower back and I've had, I had the biggest bruise for months and months and months and had to have physio and everything. I, um, my nose busted and bled and I had like a huge black eye for months as well. Um, and I never really questioned it. I just thought, oh, I must've just felt the impact more. But when I think back, I think actually the car hit his side of the car more than my side. And then when I heard about this crashed dummy thing, I thought, oh my God, was I purely injured more because that car was built and tested for a male body, a taller, broader, heavier male body. Mm. And there was just something in me that I was just like, fuck me, that's awful. That's (laughs) really interesting because I also did have a car crash and it was me and a guy in the car at the time. Mm. Um, I was moving to mum when we was at uni and so we had all this stuff in the back of the car I went uh, into them and I I can't remember what I'm trying to remember what happened to him because I ended up having a did go to hospital and then I ended up being on really strong painkillers and having to just I, I'd got really bad whiplash and my I'd done something to my, else to my back and my shoulders and because I was doing a dance degree at the time I remember I had to take like a few weeks out and just literally just like lie on the floor um and I can't I feel as if nothing did happen to him like I, I do feel as if he probably went back to uni two days later and I ended up mm. having to take three weeks out um so it is interesting that like you said but I wouldn't have probably even like now I'm trying to think I'm like did that did he what happened to him I can't remember him saying anything and it is interesting that you think but why would you not just have a male dummy and a female dummy yeah 
Yeah, but then genders, that's how we should be doing all our testing. Yeah, isn't it crazy? And an, another area that she highlights is toilets, our favorite topic. Um, <laughs> so basically, if we take, for example, like a sports stadium, um, they will give the same amount of square footage to men's toilets as they do women's toilets, which seems so fair, perfect equality, feminism, tick, 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 tick. Apart from the fact that actually, it is fair on the surface, but it isn't when you actually look into it. So you can fit more toilets into that square meter for men because some will be urinals. Mm-hmm. Women can't use urinals. And um, so you have less toilets. So we're already, uh, we've, we've unleveled the playing field right there. And then secondly, women take longer purely because the process takes longer. So we can't yeah. just whip our willies out and we, we have to open a door, close the door, put our bag on the door, put our coat on the door, take our tights down, pull our skirt up, take our <laughs> knickers down, go through it and do it all in reverse. So that takes longer, that process. Then the um, possibility of a woman being pregnant or having a UTI and needing the toilet more is increased. We're on our period. So there'll be a quarter of women on their period at any one time. So we have to get a new tampon out, take the old tampon out, fiddle with the bin, which probably doesn't have a foot pedal that works. <laughs> and you have to touch this minging bin full of other people's <laughs> blood. Um throw that away, make sure you're all clean, try not to get blood on your hands, you know, all that that all women can relate to. Um, and the other thing is it's it's a more of a chance that women will take either elderly or children with them to the toilet, okay. which takes time. Mm. So for years I've been like, oh yeah, stereotypical women, we take so long in the toilet, we're there chatting away, we're doing our <laughs> makeup, da, 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 da. And I'm not saying that that's not a, a small element, but actually we've started off on a really bad footing already because of the construction of the toilets. And when I heard that again, you're just like, God, I've never questioned this. Oh, I've just see, I have like, definitely oh. questioned it. As someone who goes to the theatre a lot, I feel like I've spent yeah. much of my life. Yeah, in a toilet queue. That's a whole interval. <laughs> yeah. I basically came for a toilet. An interval every single week, basically, just standing <laughs> in a queue for the ladies' toilets. But I think it's interesting, though, that you said, like, but it, because I, so I knew obviously it's because of normally the queue would be longer for women's because of it takes longer, and that's why. And then also when I go mm. to the theatre, it's because it's highly likely there's more women in the theatre than men. But yeah. this idea that even if you started off with absolutely the same square footage, it's not equal. And I no. think that's an interesting thing because I think that's the problem sometimes when we're looking at things on a surface level is that we're just looking purely at people thinking it has to be like for like and actually it's not always about just being like 50 percent 50 percent like that doesn't mean it's equal just having the exactly the same replica because all you're doing is just assuming that women are exactly the same as men yeah yeah, and I think and I think this is again, so it's been interesting for me kind of moving into like the field I'm moving to now, which is basically data and information, in that that field is dominated by men, you know, kind of um all the the CEOs of data-led platforms are men, um, majority of them um are the leading ones. And I kind of, in in my brief that I wrote to like creative agencies, I kind of said, you know, data is the most important currency in the world right now. But I 
believe the human behind it is the most important because without that human behind it you don't have data mm-hmm. and so I feel like the 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 male vision of data has been like what is on a spreadsheet or what is in mm-hmm. uh, infographic whereas actually we need to consider that human who is given that data and and like you say make that connection between the two um and this is something that um she brings up in the book about you know this data bias it's not only from maybe only asking men or 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 getting men's opinion but it's also the way it's been analyzed you know if if there's some really small bits in that data that seem insignificant to a man because he's analyzing that data but actually it's fundamental to a woman and if a woman was analyzing that data she would see a completely different story that's an issue as well you know that that men are analyzing data as a man with the male hat on for men and they're not considering maybe those tiny little bits of of data parts um are really significant for women so it's just it's just been a really interesting read I've actually audio booked it so it's been you know not read but um I'll let you hear it now um it's been just there's just so many examples like uh, to be honest I'm literally like how can you have any more examples and she just keeps whipping them out like Mm. example example you know like things like when you ask uh, a five-year-old to draw a scientist like majority draw a man yeah you know and things you know all these things and and when when we speak about man as a as a word it's it's that's the neutral like that's the gender neutral way like we speak about man as a species yeah and also I suppose it's like the use of like his is normally is in books like that's Mm. normally the thing I actually have just been reading a book that has been written by a man and quite often he just like says like her company her this when he's not actually mentioning someone specifically and it throws me and I'm like oh I'm glad but I can even tell that the fact that it's throwing me just shows how my mm. automatic was his 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 um because that's what I'm used to like reading unless it's a, a book that clearly has been very like female focused and then yeah. I'm like okay fine but because this is what I class as a book that is gender neutral and probably will appeal to both sexes equally it has been it has been interesting that he's chosen to use the feminine pronoun more often than the male yeah and I actually led a meditation the other day on a free online event that I was uh, supporting and I said and I I don't know why I said this but I heard myself saying I'm going to use the pronouns her and she if you are a man listening to this or watching this please just convert that to your to what you prefer and I thought they never say it the other way around um, no <laughs> a man wouldn't have gone and I just think oh god I don't it's just oh it's <laughs> the subject itself it's so big and and I think I've had to just surrender to the fact that I cannot talk about this subject in a very gentle quaint um I'm a good girl I'm being professional way I have to be fucking angry about it because I am and this anger is just bubbling up in me and I'm going to own it. You know, it's, it's an anger that is like truly within me. It's not aggression. It's not like I want to physically hurt anything or do anything. It's just Mm. this like emotional anger that I feel. And, and if people see that as being pathetic or I need to just get a grip or calm down, you need to just calm down. (laughs) Oh, do I now? Okay. Well, let's see how that, 
smashes the patriarchy if I just calm down. Well, I mean, I'm never going to tell you to calm down. I feel like I get told to calm down. And I think personally for me, you know, for me, like being a woman in a man's world is for me very, yes, I can see how it works in a lot of elements, but obviously work is a big, big thing. Mm. And, you know, that's a major part of why I created Propel Her was just because I wanted to support women trying to move forward professionally. I think it's really like some of the stats about what happens in the workplace really anger me up um lots of stuff to do with like the ceos so like in the uk last year it was like seven percent of FTSE 100 have a female ceo and then it's even less if a FTSE 250 only five percent have a female ceo and i'm like these are arguably the most powerful companies we have in our in the uk and whilst all the research that's been done in recent years like so how much better it is when we have more equality like more diverse boards all of that sort of stuff it's not actually happening like women are not managing to smash up through that ladder and I want to make really clear like that is just one ceiling and for some I also understand that you know I don't believe there might not be a 50-50 demand of women wanting to even be CEOs because I also do know like that isn't the dream for lots of people lots of reasons to do with because I think of how the actual that the structure is and because Mm. being a CEO basically now means you have to be on call 24 7 you don't believe you're going to be able to have a decent family life or a decent work-life balance you you know there's numerous ways about the culture of business that might stop women in the same way some men might not want it either being a CEO so I don't expect it to be 50 50 but I don't expect it to only be five or seven percent like no that's a very sad yeah like it's very very sad and I know there was there was a bit of a joke a few years ago that there was more CEOs called John in the UK than there were women (laughs) like that's just ridiculous it's just it's how it sounds like a yeah made up doesn't it you're like no that can't be true oh yes and and you know my for me like one of the reasons like I think obviously now there's the women have to navigate and I think that was one of the big things for me is trying to how do you get to that role like what do you have to complete who do you need to know there's a lot of politics at play in the workplace that I think is also it's not just about how good you are and okay yes have you become a woman that is good at self-promoting great have you become a woman that's found the right mentors or the sponsors and we all know that trying to get a sponsor is probably more important than a mentor but it can be more difficult that's someone that's actually going to that's higher up in the company that's advocating for you and is pushing you forward for um like promotions and cross team and all that sort of stuff but also the actual culture like for me when I think about moving up now more and more like I used to always be like I'm gonna go all the way to top I'm gonna be a CEO that was you know I maybe not CEO but I probably would have wanted to be at the somewhere in the like the top level CMO CMO yeah I was thinking what I'd want to be a CMO but probably wouldn't know what a CMO was when I was like 12 (laughs) (laughs) but now then I and then but now when I look and then you know I see all these like for CMO for example like yeah that would be the peak for me professionally Mm. and you know not that long ago I remember there being this big report that got sent out basically every it was virtually I think all men and virtually all white and then I was like well do I want that like is this actually the type of peers that I want is this all the people I want to spend my like golden conferences with and so then there's a cultural thing where you get to the point where like do I want to work against it and I think the work system at the moment because it is so patriarchal like I always talk about um the sort of culture in terms of yes you may go to work and you think you're doing a great job but actually the deal's done in the pub and did you go to the pub like I hate having a beer 
and it makes me um and it's been very interesting currently because I definitely have work in a culture now where there is more men of a certain age that like to drink and that is where I think a lot of deeper relationships are formed and at the end of the day we may see it as business to business but it is human to human it's person to person and are we because of the cultural side of it because it's made by men and it's a men's world you know is it the women that absorb those sort of um like the habits and the culture and the mannerisms and they do the things that make them fit in but then you know we talk so much about but you should be authentic so why am I going to start drinking beer and going to the pub just because that's how I think I'm going to get the next step Mm. up the ladder is that a price I'm willing to pay exactly and it's it's yeah like you say it's sacrifice it's compromise but men don't have to think of those things you know like generally they don't have to think oh should I act this way should I you know it's it's kind of like they have a free pass being a man like that that is the way it is and I know from being in my kind of corporate career that I had a totally different persona in work than I did as a Mm. normal woman um like (laughs) you know what I mean like at home and stuff like with my friends like you know I, I was ballsy I was like you know, I stood up for myself. I spoke out. I have had opinions, and I saw the eye rolls. I saw that. Oh, here she goes again. And I had to like be like really like like wear like an armor because I I had to like protect myself because inside I was quite sensitive, but I also felt I had to put on this more masculine energy element to be listened to to be you know understood to be respected and it it's just a bit warped isn't it like how I felt there was no other way and Mm. I worked for you know non-for-profits and stuff I wasn't like in true true corporate but I still see it as a a corporate organization in its structure and, and everything um yeah and you know you reflect on these things don't you think and even now like when I do business I feel like I have to pull out this like inner man Mm. and oh actually it's just reminding me of the Taylor Swift song man have you heard it no I've heard people talking about the man so it oh my god you've got everyone you've got to listen to it I I mean I'm a Katy Perry girl but I do love Taylor Swift just just uh so you all know um but it's all about you know would I have got further if I was a man would have this been easier if I was a man would you have judged me as much if I was a man and and I think for someone like her someone in such a public eye someone who started off as this gentle blonde country singer Mm. you know pure pure Taylor Swift Christian girl to now be like you know fuck this like you know her documentary on Netflix is sensational it's really she's she's so raw in it and I would highly recommend that as well like just to really understand her perspective of the industry that she's in because I mean you know Sherelle you're in the similar industry you're you're kind of in theatre and and music is so closely aligned with that and it's a really interesting uh perspective that she has there yeah I mean I would say from particularly music from just other things I've done in my past life and stuff it's about like the amount of producers at the top that are male mm. and the amount of record it's who runs the record labels and this is the thing we see very different things on 
who's on the stage and then who's running those organizations behind it and then who's at the top and you know I have been very privileged like when I have some conversations with people and you know like we know for example STEM like all the science technology engineering maths like there's a big focus on trying to get more women into them because they're such male dominated areas yeah the same I've had a lot of women who work in finance that work for big banks they're just like this is just so male dominated and they've been trying to work their way through and that's not my story like, I have been pretty fortunate that I've worked in lots of creative um companies mainly within the performing arts and live entertainment so there has been a higher proportion to women than um than men compared to the most I would say most environments and marketing is also does have a fair number of great yeah. women working within it but then you look at the top of the agencies and you see all the CEOs are mm-hmm. and it's a man mm-hmm. and that that's the thing is actually you can still even be you you look up and you think well how do I get through that next layer or and you can feel very comfortable where you are and think this is nice and then you look at the people when it's a board meeting or you look at the names on the bottom of a big report and then you start to think oh like what's got to be done to crack through and for me for me that always the biggest thing is when I go to conferences and I look at all the panels and I look at the speakers and I'm just like this there was a really interesting time for me where um I was I was working in a marketing agency but the ticket agents there was this thing where I was like the people I speak to every single day is a woman, but the person that speaks at every single conference is a man. And it was because all of the manager levels were all women that all had great interpersonal skills that would like be really nice. So they got all the deals and everyone was really friendly. And then they would get people to sign up and stuff. But then who was who was in charge of them? Like some middle-aged man. Who was taking the credit? And also That's I used what to, annoys me. <laughs> but I also used to think to myself, if all I and that quite often as well that was interesting in my world was it was quite often it was a straight white man and I basically yeah. was like I've never met a straight white man in any other role like literally my life has been surrounded by women and gay men so I'd be like have you <laughs> helicoptered him in because I literally I couldn't even see how that many would have been have been nurtured within the industry if that made sense because it just yeah 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 it just wasn't evident of a levels to be able to see how that would have happened like and yes I work in a very specific very specific niche and that's why but it was really interesting to me where I thought these people have been flown in they've been they, they got to have been they I just couldn't see how from the pool of people at another level that's so that it just the numbers didn't work for me at all yeah but that, that and that's it and then you start to question it and you and then you feel slightly insane for questioning it you're like oh should I just like let this be you know what it is but we need to have these conversations like it's so important otherwise things aren't going to change and yeah we are each day making motions forward and we're getting closer and you know I feel like we I personally feel like I have allies within men that I know who really support me being this angry feminist woman and, you know, fighting for what I believe is important for our children and our grandchildren and just the next generations of women that are coming through. Um, But, you know, you mentioned age before there's an issue with age for me with the older the person I speak to generally the less they want to hear me talk about these types of subjects the more dismissive they are of me um and that angers me a lot um and also though the way then that 
they respect the women of their age as well. And I think, you know, right back at the beginning, we did an episode about age, didn't we? And women at every age. And, you know, I... I think, again, it's, I mean, I just even think back to Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, you know, and, 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 you know, we can look at politics in the UK as well. But the amount of just awful things that were said about her simply because she was an older woman, I mean, it's just vile. And, you know, then you've got this bimbo tanned wig wearing fool who's now running the country. And, you know, it's just, it, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And, and they said, didn't they? they just said America is not ready for a female president. Mm. And you're like, when, what, what is that block? Is it because they don't believe a woman can run a country as well as a man? Is it, I don't know, what is that block? You know, it was amazing that Obama got in, that, you know, he was the first black president, that he completely like, oh, just totally changed the political landscape of America for so much good but then unfortunately it was one step forward two steps back and um I think two steps back is likely (laughs) yeah 20 million steps back um but yeah it's like and UK politics you mentioned that Cheryl didn't you like yeah yeah I mean we've had what two we had Margaret Thatcher back in the day and then obviously with Theresa May in more recent history. And it was really interesting seeing how she was treated by the media. Um, and I, one of the things that always made me laugh was when, when there was a comment about her husband. Because <laughs> they were saying like in normal, um, normally there's always a comment about the wife. Mm-hmm. So like when it used to be like Sherry Blair and stuff. They'd always comment about her. So they made this comment one day, someone was saying like about what he was wearing that day. And just making just this like, sort of a bit of a piss take around how we treat men in different and because we were like well actually should we be um you know objectifying her husband because that's what we do if it was the other way around and I think you know I was it you know and I'm I wasn't I'm not saying like I was all for Theresa May and I, I I don't I think what was just interesting there was how that you can't not look at how she was treated and you could you have to question some of the articles that came out and said, would that have happened if she was a man? Mm-hmm. And then also, I think then we get a point where you start to look and think, do, would another woman want to go for it? And knowing that that's how she's going to be treated. And that's the thing. And like, we don't get me wrong. We've got, if you put yourself in any sort of spot, like you're always going to be judged and you're, you know, if you go for, for president or prime minister or any sort of, high role in politics you're gonna get people commenting on it and obviously like Angela Merkel's a great example mm. ran Germany for so many years now mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people see she's doing a good job so there is proof that women can do great jobs but there is again there's just not there's nowhere near equal balance across the world and then when they get to the top just the way they're judged by the media is totally different and it, it I think that's hard because I think if you're someone young that decides you want to get into politics and you look up and then you just think do I want to put myself all the way through that? Yeah. Um, and it's been interesting watching the press conference for coronavirus because <laughs> it's like 80% men. Yeah. And I feel like it's a token woman that they stick on. <laughs> and I genuinely feel like that. I feel like they're like, oh, God, we really should get a woman on the panel. And that's a horrible feeling, like you say. And I feel like I read more articles about Theresa May's kitten heels than I did about her policies. <laughs> and I think that says everything about the way that the media, you know, kind of portrayed her. <laughs> so, um, 
and you you know you god you've got to have balls to go into politics as a woman I think I think you've really got to be strong in, in what you believe in because it is it even if it's not male dominated even though I know that we've been increasing year on year the amount of women in politics it's just it's a very male energy you know yeah. politics is just isn't that's it? what I was going to say like I don't feel as if it whilst the number of women's been improving I don't feel as if the energy around it I definitely feel like those women have had to perform the role of a man like they've had to Mm -hmm. fit in within the structure rather than the structure starting to mold or blend or blur or anything to represent the fact there's more women in it and that's the thing that's interesting I think with company cultures is when you could there's a difference between women slotting into a man's world Mm -hmm. and where we're actually starting to see changes in their environment that are supportive for both genders performing at their best yeah yeah, no, I agree. And and one last story from the Invisible Woman book, Caroline um, actually battled uh, against um, the Bank of England because they were going to remove the only woman on a banknote and um, put replace her with a man. Mm. And she was like, you can't do this. You can't have it all men on the banknotes mm. and they basically showed her the criteria of how they choose who goes on a banknote and it was all things that made it really difficult for a historical women to tick all the boxes okay basically because historical women have been forgot and yeah. what's the quote um oh what is it good women never make history what's that that quote well behaved well behaved well behaved women women. so this is it like all the women who've made history have been a little bit naughty have been a little (laughs) bit brave have been a little bit out there you know pushing the boundaries so they didn't tick these boxes of being on a banknote so they had to reassess the criteria and she won she and she did an amazing job but during that time she got death threats she was people threatened to rape her mug her hurt her and he's just like are you serious? Like, uh, when she was saying it, I just thought, that is awful. And this is just so we can get one woman on banknotes where there's many options. You know, oh, and also, really... there was already a woman on it. We were just asking for a like-for-like re- yeah. replacement. Exactly. <laughs> we weren't asking for two women on banknotes. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> what do you think we live in? I know. Cra- cool <laughs> crazy time. <laughs> and also, one thing, just because it just popped in my head, was at the moment we're recording this during the um, coronavirus pandemic, and I saw a meme this week that was around... So in England, a lot of people are being furloughed and they're getting 80% of their wages. And there was like this meme of Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. And they're saying, um, how do men feel now? Because lots of men are like getting 80% of their wages and kicking off. And we're basically like, that's what women get all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So technically women are getting like 60%. Yeah. Because and yeah. that's a whole nother conversation about actually yeah. how this is going to be affecting women so much worse. But yeah. But it did really just made me laugh because I thought there are men that are literally kicking off about only getting 80%. And the gender pay gap is a massive thing. And so in 2019, I looked at the official stats and it was saying, so for full-time employees, the gender pay gap was 8.9%. Mm. But for all employees, it was 17.8%. So that basically... Mm. It's pretty much like getting yeah, no, yeah. No. So Gosh. it's so interesting thinking, and it's interesting even the fact that they do full time and all because clearly, I wonder what stats is the headline stat, for example. Um, yeah, 
and and let's face it more women are likely to do part-time yes. due to children and blah 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 um the men are mm-hmm. um so that's why i think we see that increase when they include all different hours yeah wow scary yeah and that's definitely the thing about being a that for me is gender pay gap is one of those really really painful things because i'm absolutely like how how can companies be getting away with this like there are some stuff that you can say like it's politics and it is cultural and it's subtle and it's hard to confront it and challenge it this is fact this is numbers on a piece of paper that you can see every single one of your employees and you can see what they pay them yeah and i think one thing that is really showing up is what's happening with the pandemic and everything is that we do live in a patriarchy we live in a world where capitalism rules where money is used to get out of issues to deal with challenges etc etc and for me that has all dissolved like right now money isn't really the strongest currency at all like it it will get you so far it may it may help this pandemic be a bit easier more comfortable Mm. but you can't buy your way out of coronavirus (laughs) or anything and so I am now seeing a lot of fear within men that's coming out in anger and Mm. frustration and stuff because this patriarchal system that we live in which is basically ruled by money and success and titles it means nothing at the minute in in my mind it, it, it is the the meaning of it is is it's just decreased so much and you know the human element of our world is now rising and i just wonder are we going to go back to that full on capitalist way of living or can we is this a is this a making space for us to have a little bit more of a complementary approach to to the world and and the way we live well, time will tell. Oh. <laughs> we'll report back in a hundred episodes and be like, "Ooh, we'll, we play that little snippet and see what the future." Who run the world, girls? <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, we hope you found that interesting. I think it is a really interesting topic, and I think we may try and get some people on to discuss that a bit further in in certain areas because I think it is something that um really matters to us as women so we'd love to hear your thoughts um you can get in touch with us free and figuring it out at gmail.com or we're on instagram at free and figuring it out have a good week see you next friday Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.